0: Welcome to the Two Witnesses Podcast. You're here with David, David Jr., Celeste, and our special guest, Valencia, who's one of our loyal listeners. And today we are celebrating our one-year anniversary with the podcast. Welcome back to the Two Witness Podcast. Today, our topic is anniversary. Happy anniversary to David, to David Jr. and to one of our listeners, one of our faithful listeners, Valencia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for the pleasure and the privilege of your time to be with us today. Thank you for listening to our podcast, to all of our listeners. I'm sending you out a virtual hug right now. Thank you guys so much for being hanging with us during this um, trying year for everyone. Uh, thank you so much. So I'm going to turn it over to you now, David. And how are you today?
1: Hey, Celeste, we're doing great. We're doing great out here. Uh, it's It's funny how when you ask people how they're doing and, you know, they start talking about the weather. Over the last uh, few months, uh, I've been saying, well, you know, there's like Kim trailing in the air today, but otherwise I'm fine. (laughs) Go ahead, David.
0: I'm good, too. Uh, Happy to be on board once again. We also want to welcome one of our loyal listeners. We appreciate you so much, Valencia. We thank you for the pleasure and the privilege of your time and listening to our podcast and being with us today. How are you doing today?
2: Thank you. I'm doing great. It's just a wonderful, relaxing Sunday. I am currently in Tracy. It's like 96 degrees. Always hot. Luckily, I have AC, which is blowing pretty hard. But I'm doing really
0: well, and I'm glad to be alive in this time. Awesome. Well, um, from what I understand, Valencia, you are a real estate mogul as well as a Toastmaster international subject matter expert when it comes to speak. Um, Can you tell everybody a little bit more about yourself? Yes, thank you. I am a real
2: estate broker. I've been in the real estate industry now since 2002, 19 years, 19 and a half years, Awesome. I've served a lot of people. And this time around, I've created, well, I have had a vision and my company now is Buddha International Realty, which is building a new paradigm in business. One that evolves around sharing and infinite abundance. As as you know, 87% of agents fail. So I would like to tackle that as well as help create a better world. I'm also a Toastmaster. I'm in Toastmasters International Group. And I love speaking. Speaking for me is the very omnipresence that resides in me. It is a platform for me to express that weekly. And for me, I have to channel that energy. It's a gift that I was given in this lifetime I've now learned to honor it and appreciate it. So that's another piece of me that I actually indulge in all the time. I won two awards in Toastmasters International and speaking competitions, which has been really wonderful. It allowed. Thank you. Congratulations. It allowed me to evolve as a speaker and to really connect with my audience in more of an intimate way where we connect from heart to heart instead of intellect to intellect.
0: That's wonderful. I don't know if David told you, but I'm studying now for my real estate license here in North Carolina. And I didn't know there was a high percentage of failure among agents. I didn't realize that. So that's interesting. So I'll probably reach reaching out to you. I know it's different, the uh, requirements for licensure state to state, but I may be reaching out to you for more advice uh, since you have been doing it for a very long time. Also Toastmaster International sounds very interesting to me that, you know, you are able to you know, work on your craft of speaking, speaking is is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, I know many people um, uh, who have speaking platforms. And, um, you know, one of the best in the industry is Les Brown. And I just got off of um, uh, Clubhouse with one of his speakers. And um, I think it's really great that you you know you said you're working on it weekly and you know you never know you may end up being the next Les Brown you know what I mean you could take that far um, practicing the craft of, of public speaking that's great and it's really like I said I really appreciate you listening to the podcast and giving your feedback we really really appreciate you and virtual hug out to you and I know that you're very busy between your family and uh your you know being a business mogul and Toastmaster and all the things you have going on in your life so we definitely appreciate you taking time to listen to our podcast and being with us today as well thank, thank you so much thank you for much. having me our pleasure it's definitely our pleasure Um, today on the Two Witnesses podcast. The topic is anniversary. It's our anniversary. Happy anniversary, Two Two Witnesses podcast. Awesome. We are truth tellers and truth seekers. So please email us with any show ideas that you may have. Uh, email us with any questions that you may have, as well as any uh, current news events that you know think that we may be interested in. Today, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Two Witness podcast, and we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the Two Witness podcast. Today, I have a question for you. On uh, season one, we had 14 podcasts, Awake, Fear, Prepare, Acceptance, Deception, Disinformation, Prophecy, Corruption, Vaccine, 5G, Depopulation, Reckoning, Kool-Aid, Outbreak of the podcast that you have listened to, which has been your favorite and why? I probably would say
2: it's hard to have a favorite because I'm just always in the flow of each and every bit of information. But well, I would probably say awake. And the reason I would say that is because it actually touches on a spiritual point of what is happening right now in our global humanity, which is the great awakening. This is the time frame that has been predestined to be the great awakening. So when you go when you when we actually do did the podcast on awake. That that was the first thing me and David actually spoke uh, amongst a couple of the different podcasts. But that was the main thing I started thinking about is how important the information is for the public. Because we're coming out of autopilot consciousness, which means we're not robots anymore. We're coming into our human bodies. And I just thought that, Out of all of them, I would just say that because it does touch upon the actual timing that we're in called the Great Awakening.
0: Wow, that's that's great. I I really appreciate what you said um, that we are now, Awake is your favorite podcast. And one thing that uh, David Jr. said, he said that it's a difference between, uh, you know, some people say they're awake And then there's, woke. are you awake or are you woke? Which one is it? And I think that the great awakening that this uh, pandemic had, and and since the pandemic and shutdowns and everyone has had a chance to reflect, it has had a definitely impact on the global community. And I think that people have brought a lot of people together. Uh, I know a lot of people, a lot more giving now, a lot of people, a lot more open Uh, because they've had a chance to realize that friends and family are the most important things in our lives. And as I say, it's the only thing we can take with us to heaven. One song by Andy or Ari, I like one line in the song. She said we should see ourselves as a family. and, And that was her prayer for humanity. She said, see ourselves as a family. This is my prayer for humanity that we would get the concept that we are our brothers, we are our sister's keeper and and if and if everyone would take that 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 principle of loving God and loving our neighbor seriously, a lot of the world's ills would be eradicated. So I also wanted to um, find out more about um, your business, about your family. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I am. I am
2: a human who is consistently evolving. I, at this time, believe that I have stepped into my purpose intentionally with the understanding that what I am here to do is really to be in service. My family... I have, I've given birth to five beautiful children, which is really has added to my evolving and, and my consciousness and awareness. Someone like myself, people think, Oh my God, you're a pro. You have five kids. And I'm constantly expressing how I'm still a student. I'm a master's student in learning different The different characters of my children, they teach me so much about myself. I'm not a selfish person, which is why all of my children are here. And as far as business, I believe that in business right now, it has to, it has to be where it supports humanity. Before when I was in business, It was more of bringing money home to my family. Now business has switched in a different direction. And now it's a vision of how do we create a better world? How do we walk into this new world? And how do we build a new paradigm? That that has been very important for me and acknowledging my own humanity my sole purpose and mission and this year actually the pandemic has slowed me down so much last year and this year to where the biggest thing that was behind all of this greatness to come has truly been health and wellness a state of well-being I didn't understand it because I was working myself so much and, you know, everything takes precedence over our well-being, but now... It is clear to me that in order for us to walk into a new paradigm, not only must we be present in our human bodies, but we must be well in our human bodies. And in order to be well, we must take time out for ourselves to have that silence and to have that. that time where no one else is present but us, and we acknowledge it, we appreciate it, and we give it gratitude. This is something that David has helped me a lot with in learning how to breathe. It's so simple, but so important with the first state of wellness that until I was able to sit down during this pandemic, that I recognized, oh wow, I haven't been breathing. Oh, wow. I really have not paid any attention to my well-being. Oh, wow. What is happening to our world? And so I'm taking a shift. It's a conscious shift into becoming more active with intention instead of with just impulsiveness. That is something I will say has been strikingly a discipline for
0: me. What, uh, you said that you're more intentional with your actions now. What was the driving force, the number one driving force behind being intentional?
2: I would say that in my journey, in my life journey, there has been times that I have not been totally trusting of my own spirit and trusting of God. And when the pandemic happened, it's almost like everything was just wiped out. You weren't going anywhere fast. You couldn't really get in the stores and get tissue. It, it was just all kind of things that were happening. And then I recognized that now I have to, it's like you have to be with yourself for a moment to, to kind of pull yourself and go, wait a second. You have literally ran the wheels off your body. <laughs> you have literally just burnt yourself out and then there's an emergence that happens from that which is where you recognize that you are the one that is accountable and once you understand that you're accountable and that you need to have faith and move forward I started trusting myself to understand that wait a second here I need to move forth with focus intention and the focus intention has to be on not necessarily fear, because everything right now, a lot of stuff is fear-based, you know, with all these vaccines and the pandemic. And I mean, it could have you spinning, going round and round in your head. And I said, no, 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 no. I can't do that. I have to become accountable, come into my own body, recognize what paradigm that I am in and where am I going? And I had an incident where I had to, I I wound up uh, coming home. My husband was here with the children for schooling, but I wound up coming home um, from some of the work I was doing. And when I came home, I sat in nature a lot. And I shared this with David. I sat down and I watched trees. I watched birds. I listened to them. And it was almost like, oh my God, I can't believe I am wasting my time watching trees and birds because we are so impulsive to having to just work, work, work. We don't know how to be still. And so I said, no, I'm going to give myself intentionally this time to just sit and be, not do, but be a human being. And I sat down. And as I sat in nature, nature started healing me, literally. I would have euphoria that would start happening, just listening to the birds. I had ignored birds when I would go outside. You knew they were there, but you never really listened to them and in tune yourself with that very innate intelligence that is there, always, always. And that's when it became clear as I sat in nature this year that, oh, wow, I, I, I actually can be intentional with all my decisions and what needs to be done. And actually, it's already there for me. I just need to be. I just need to be. I don't need to really do. I just need to be. And from that experience, I had so many ideals for the book that I'm writing right now nature started unfolding all kinds of ways of infinite abundance and all of this is happening while the pandemic is happening but nature has a way of pulling you in when you're ready sitting you down and allowing that blessing to happen for you and it happened for me and so now as I moved with intentions of everything that I do is clear, is focused, is concise.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for that share. And you said that you uh, had a conversation with David and yourself becoming one with nature and listening to the verse. I know that David is a put your toes in the grass type of guy you know, so I'm glad that your your friendship with David um, has, you know, allowed you to give yourself permission uh, to slow down, to listen to the birds and um, smell the roses, as they say. So was a, that was a beautiful share that you gave yourself permission to slow down and to appreciate the little things like the birds.
2: I would honestly say that... It's good to become secure within oneself. So that way you can be supportive of your partner. If a family has a two-parent household, many times everybody's separate in their thought process. They're separate in what they're doing. And what I would say is gradually figure out how to bring that into fold with family. Family is the most important structure in your household. I understand this from a little kid to my age now. And growing up, my mom made sure that everyone had their role in family. And we did things together. And no matter what, it was this family, strong family unit. So with my family, we made sure the first thing that actually I did was I made sure that we were comfortable here. Because if you're not comfortable where you are, then you look of ways, you look at ways to get out. I don't want to be here. And then the fear mechanism kicks in. So for me, sitting down with my family, I start recognizing I need to make sure we're all comfortable. That meant I made sure that because they had a schooling, I brought in a table. I brought in more organization of their things so they wouldn't have the arguments of, oh no, that's mine. Oh no, that's mine. And I brought them into fold where I said, well, that's yours. This is yours. So that way they become, a part of it. It's not like you're just a dictator to your kids. And that's something that I've learned with children as well during this time. You cannot necessarily be always a dictator because you don't always get what you need out of them. I started playing the role of the arbitrator. And I also started looking at meals together, what they liked, Making sure that they played in nature and, and outside, even though there were times where there were children that were not out because I have five kids, they have plenty of siblings to play with. So they still would go out on their bikes. We made sure that everyone had um, all of their bikes. I would say we the, the most difficult thing was being quarantined. And then they started coming in with the vaccines and you need to be vaccinated. Well, because they didn't really have, our children didn't have too much access to a lot of that media. It didn't bother them mentally so that you wouldn't hear them talking about it. Me and my husband knew, but we knew better to, in, to not destroy and start messing with their mental because it was enough to be quarantined to a house. So we took, we did take a lot of that out of their view, and when they start asking us about COVID and, you know, what do you, you know, they're saying people need to wear masks. They're saying people need to be vaccine vaccinated. And I would always tell them because a lot of my children have not had vaccines anyway for immunizations. So I would just explain to them, you have some people who may think that but that is not always true and always have your own mind and so I would empower my children so they wouldn't think that they had to obey because that is where that fear mechanism comes in okay the government says we have to do this where this person says we have to do that well they're not necessarily God so I would I, I would come to the the view with my children and I would start tapping into their common sense. What do you think? And then I would allow them that platform to tell me what they thought. Well, I don't think necessarily that we should have to get that. And I was asked them, well, why? And they would say, well, cause there's nothing wrong with us. And I'd say exactly. So you are awake. You have your own mind. You don't have to necessarily obey what someone says. And so I made sure to empower My children, because if not, they're going to get it from somewhere else eventually when they go back to school or something. And so I just wanted to make sure that they have that. As far as me and my husband, there's no need for us to have a vaccination going to our system that we know nothing about. And that's another thing. There's no test really in statistics. You know, you're the research. So when you take the vaccine, you become the research of what happens. I really don't want to take that risk and so and I'm not going to give my children that risk I don't want to go one day oh my god why did I do that so I said you know it's not for me people would come to me and say oh I got vaccinated and I would say okay I didn't say why did she do that I just said okay because they have their own way of thinking and if they're okay with that then who am I to say anything however as long as they don't force me or try to push whatever they're doing on me, then I'm okay. And so during this um, pandemic, I, I had to, and I had to do that because as I started seeing a lot of people follow the leader, as they say. I said, oh, wow, I'm surprised. And then I said, no, well, not really, because consciousness, you know, if you don't have your own thought process, if you don't have your own mind, if you're not empowered, and you're basing everything on fear, then you're going to do what everybody else is going to do. And that's just not for me and my family. And so that's one of the Things that we definitely did during the pandemic is make sure that we empower our children, no matter how young or old they are. I have a 23-year-old daughter right now whose school is trying to tell her she has to be vaccinated in order to come back to on, um, in-person class. And I had to express to her, well, actually there is an exemption from that and you're going to have to get that exemption because she's not comfortable and it's not what I'm telling her to do because she's 23. She's just not comfortable doing it anyway because she doesn't know what's in that vaccine and because she also looks at it as there's no, it hasn't even been around long enough for any research or testing. I'm not going to be your risk. So at 23 she's made up her mind that this isn't necessary which I commend her on being empowered like that as a young person. It it's it's so important that we empower our next generation so they don't become slaves and slaves to obey to an old paradigm that doesn't support humanity.
0: So when uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. She brought up some great points and I'm glad that Valencia, you were able to do your benefit risk analysis and came to the conclusion that you did not want to be a part of clinical trials that are going on right now. So I salute you for um, your ability to critically think and to draw that particular conclusion, which also aligns with my views as well. When I looked at the risk benefit analysis and did the research, it was The benefits did not outweigh the the risk, and I I came to the same conclusion that you have, and I'm sure you're well aware of our position here at the Two Witnesses podcast, but I'm glad that you were able to come to that conclusion. You made some very important um, points in uh, what you said. We like to think here at the Two Witnesses podcast, I, I call it the labor of love, that we do. Um, I I would like to know how has the podcast impacted your life? Like what value have we added to your life? What would you say, you know, we like to know that we're making a difference. And I like to um for you to tell listening audience, because you are a listener as well, um, how has the podcast impacted you?
2: I would say the information, the detailed information and how you lay it out. That evolves around things that are not in mainstream media like 5G and things of that type of nature. I know you have many more um podcasts that has um that you have done as well, but the reason I say 5G too is because you see a lot of these polls go up and a lot of people don't even know what they are. So when you come on and you awaken you help awaken the public, you serve a greater good. What I mean by that is, if someone is conscious to something, but yet they don't share it with the world, then what good is it? It's not necessarily just for you. And so by your podcast, what you're doing, and what you do for us as listeners, is you take what you've learned, research, and have been given consciously, and you share it with others. That's the greatest service. You are in constant service to others so they can make decisions about their, their life. And if they want this in their house, if they don't want that in their house, because a lot of people didn't even know what 5G was. I remember talking to someone and she said, what's that? And I said, oh my God, you could wind up getting cancer. And amongst other things, headaches. And she said, oh, I didn't even know that. And I said, yes. And she said, oh, that's kind of frightening. I said, actually, it's not. It's only frightening When you are ignorant to something and then all of a sudden things happen in your life and you don't know what's happening, it's almost like a victim consciousness. But what you're doing is you're creating a conscious realm for people to tap into and go, oh, now that makes sense. Oh, now that, okay, I can understand that. That makes sense. And you're giving them a platform where they can become not just woke, but aware And then from there, they can make decisions that is better for their families, like me and my family. If I don't know, then how can I actually make the utmost best decision for my kids, especially in this era where they have all these smartphones and many of them are 5G. So your podcast and bringing information to the public it, it does more, it's more than a lot of times, you know, you just sharing, like I said, it's an ultimate service. When you are giving something to do by the creator and you do it, That there's great reward to come for that.
1: Well said, Valencia. Well said. Thank you. You're quite welcome. And thank you listening audience for, for being there as we all live through this uh Once in a lifetime, just period of uh, uncertainty and fear and doubt. And uh, I just find it that when you have nothing but courage and when a lot of people are fearful, when you have nothing but solutions, when people have a lot of problems... Uh, That's a formula for a great, great, great community and ecosystem of believers, and that's what we're putting together here at the Two Witnesses podcast. And uh, Celeste, uh, I want to congratulate you on a phenomenal year. It was just a year ago when I went to visit you and family cross country, and this is where the whole Two Witnesses experiences was born. Uh, You know, Valencia and David, we were just kind of sitting there and we were just kind of catching up. We weren't trying to uh, make up for the last 20 years of missed conversations. We kind of took it into here and now. And the conversation just starts flowing and we were going like, you know what, that was pretty good. We should record that. You know what, that was pretty good. We should record that. Never even dreamed about doing a podcast at that particular time, you know. And so we started to uh record that and then, you know, lay down the tracks. Uh our first uh, uh podcast is on awake uh because we found that with everything that was going on last july it was a surreal experience for me flying across country anyway. But for everything that was going on last last year and uh flying across the country and it was literally like flying into a I don't know some sort of reality horror movie post apocalyptic sort of uh, experience because it just it just felt uh, just eerie just traveling across country and talking to people this is where it was born and to wrap it up um you know now we've completed our 14th uh, podcast this is the 15th one the last one was outbreak i highly encourage people to listen to it because during the outbreak podcast we're talking about these different variants i call them scariants that they're coming out with now alpha gamma beta kappa pretty soon would be at omega or whatever uh and we want to make sure that people understand from a spiritual standpoint what's happening so that they can survive in the physical. So thank you for that, Celeste. And we certainly appreciate you facilitating these podcasts. You know, your voice. uh, You sound like one of those uh, Christian counselors that people can call in or talk to you and on the verge of hopelessness. And then when they leave, they leave hopeful and re-energized and and, uh, reinvigorated in order to deal with all these different trials that we're going through right now. So thank you also. So I'll turn it back over to you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Two Witnesses podcast with David Jr., Celeste, and our special guest Valencia. This is, today is our anniversary, one-year anniversary, for the Two Witnesses podcast. Happy anniversary Two Witnesses podcast. We have, in season one, we have done 14 episodes. And for all of our listeners, we're sending you out much love. Thank God for each and every one of you.